This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It might be a little bit too early in the morning to ask this question, but how often do you lie? Don't say never because you know you do. I mean, maybe it's not a big one. Maybe it's just a little one, but there are all sorts of levels of dishonesty. Maybe some are just an exaggeration, but still, it's a bit of a lie, isn't it? Maybe you're doing it so you don't hurt someone's feelings, but still, it's a bit of a lie, isn't it? So why do we do it? Well, someone has actually done some research into this, which we're going to talk about right now. Dr. Christian Miller is with us, A.C. Reed, Professor of Philosophy at Wake Forest University. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Well, I love the idea that we're researching Lyme because do people actually admit to this? Uh, apparently they do. I, would have, I was surprised initially myself too, but if you put take them into the lab and you ask them these questions, people are rather forthcoming about it, maybe because there's not as much at stake uh, as there would be in other social contexts. Okay, so how did you break this down? Like, why do we lie? Uh, well, there's there's how much we lie, and then there's why we do it. Uh, so the reasons vary widely. Um, sometimes it's to benefit ourselves. Maybe, uh, in fact, often it's to benefit ourselves, to get ahead somehow, to protect us from punishment of various kinds. But that's not the only reason. Sometimes we also lie altruistically. So to help other people out because we don't want to hurt their feelings, or we even in very dramatic cases because we want to protect innocent lives. So the reasons can range quite broadly. Okay, but that sounds like we are ascribing the best possible motives to our lying. Uh, that's, yeah, so, and we could be lying about <laughs> right. that too. We yeah, could be exactly, self-deceived. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let, let's be honest here, which we should. Um, I think most of the time, they're, they're pretty crummy reasons. Um, there are things like, uh, I want to make a good impression upon someone else. Um, or uh, I didn't do my homework, but I don't want to get in trouble with my teacher. Uh, so it's often self-centered to protect us or benefit us in some way. So I think that's, frankly, the more common reason. Let's talk about the role of the audience here. Like how much of how, how influential is that? Is that what we are saying depends on the people in front of us and, and what we're trying, what impression we're trying to make? Oh, it's, it's huge. I mean, there is the, the phenomenon of lying to ourselves. So there's self-deception. So you don't always have to have an audience unless you're the audience. But most of the time, lying happens in front of other people. And it depends upon what's at stake in the situation. So it could be, for example, in a very uh, influential case in, in the history of civilization, uh, people lied in order to protect Jewish families during World War II. There was an audience where the Nazis were looking for the Jewish families and uh, the lies were told, again, for selfless reasons, for good reasons, where so much was at stake. Other times, the audience might be, say, your significant other, and they're asking you, you know, do you like this dress? Do you like this tie? Do you like this food? Uh, much less is at stake. And yet we lie anyway. Why? Well, maybe we don't want to hurt that other person's feelings. So audience is key for sure. Okay. So did we find that like... What about lying in personal relationships? Are we more likely to lie to people we don't know as well or people we know better? Yeah, so I think intuitively you would have probably said we tend to lie more to strangers because, you know, we're not going to see them again. Who cares? Much right. less is at stake. And that's true for 
trivial lies, kind of everyday lies, minor things. But the research actually found the opposite was the case for serious lies. So things like, um, have you had an affair or not? Um, financial impropriety. There, it's much more likely people will lie to their significant others and their friends than they will to strangers. So you get an interesting split between everyday lies or more trivial lies and serious lies uh, go in the other direction. Oh, so the big stuff. So was there any correlations if you're more likely to do the trivial stuff that you're more likely to do the big stuff, like anything like that? Uh, I think once you open the door to lying and it becomes more prevalent, it's kind of uh, uh, exacerbates or kind of compounds itself. Um, And I think it's also true that in society, as we um, hold up role models or we celebrate people who lie, that can have a snowball effect. So I think that, that, that definitely one lie can lead to another, can lead to another. And also what in society is being celebrated can have a compounding effect too. Well, I do wonder that. So what about the role of social media in all of this? Because there's an argument to be made here, Dr. Miller, that we're lying on social media all the time. Now, this is, I think, maybe one of the most fascinating things about this research. I would have thought that to be the case too. And then I dove into the empirical data and it's really a mixed bag. So it really seems to depend upon whether we attach our name to something on social media or not. So if it, you know, naturally, if we're doing something anonymous, like we're, we're on Twitter an anonymous accounts, or we're posting something on a chat room anonymously, then it's kind of anything goes and you can expect a lot of lying. However, if it's something else like LinkedIn, or if it's Facebook, or just more traditional things like email or texting, the rates are surprisingly low. Uh, In one study, looking at the, the number of, of uh, social media posts over a week, the percentage of lying social media posts was less than 10%. Uh, so why is that? I mean, one reason yeah. is that, well, you're, you're attaching your name to it. So it's not anonymous. You're kind of responsible for it. Uh, you can be held accountable for it later. If you put something up on LinkedIn that, that's you know a fake degree or a fake accomplishment, um, that might come back to bite you later on. And also the, there's, the, there's the matter of, leaving a paper trail. Um, so this stuff is now recorded and it can not just come back to haunt you in the moment, it can come back to haunt you even years later. So uh, there's an interesting asymmetry here on social media. Anonymous, yeah, probably a lot of lying, but you attach your name to it. Uh, it's pretty reliable, more than I thought it would be. Okay, but you know what that tells me though? That kind of suggests that people know what they're doing. Like they know when they're lying and when they're not lying. Like it's almost like it's a there is a conscious decision people make. Yeah, so I think uh, we're quite clever about this and we give it some thoughts and we're aware of the kind of costs and benefits and maybe we don't consciously go through a systematic cost-benefit analysis, but implicitly or subconsciously we do. And so we kind of weigh up, is it worth it for whatever I can accomplish by lying? Is it worth it in this instance? Or if I get caught lying, would the punishment be worse? So I think that happens all the time throughout life. Somewhere in our brain, we make that transaction. I'm suggesting yes. Um, Again, it may not be conscious, um, but I think it's just part of life in general. We we constantly look. Things are happening fast. We may not have a time to slow down and consciously go step by step, adding the costs and benefits. But subconsciously, we're quite good at this, uh, thinking about what is going to be in our interests. Um, And so I think that does happen. So, is there such a thing as a truly honest person? Oh well, I think if you want perfect honesty, here's what you need. You need someone who's not going to tell unjustified lies, 
but also it's not going to do a bunch of other things. They're not going to cheat. They're not going to steal. They're not going to BS. Um, they're not going to be a hypocrite. Uh, there's a whole gamut of stuff that's involved in being perfectly honest. So the, the bar is set very high. And I don't think that's really attainable for most of us. What is attainable is that honesty can come in degrees. So we can at least make gradual incremental progress in becoming more honest. And we can say, you know, Abraham Lincoln was more honest than I was, and I'm more honest than, you know, take your normal politician. Um, so that, that's true. Um, <laughs> what is a normal politician? Perfect... <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just made that up. Um, but, uh, uh, but I think so you can get degrees of honesty, but perfect honesty, that's probably uh, not for this world. Oh, so fascinating. Dr. Miller, thank you for your time on that. Thanks very much for having me on your show. That's Dr. Christian Miller, A.C. Reed Professor of Philosophy at Wake Forest University. They've been doing a lot of research into the issue of lying. So don't I don't believe anybody when they say, oh, I don't lie. Well, you do. Somehow in some category of lying, because nobody is 100% honest all the time, not to yourself, not to other people. I mean, every, you know, somebody says to you, Hey, how do I look in this? Do you 100% tell them? Say, no, that does not look good on you at all. Like, come on. There's all sorts of levels of lying here that we're talking about, right?